you know, knowledge will not equal application. You have it in your awareness doesn't mean you know how to use it. It's the one who does the R&D that has all of those deeper answers in what's practical, what isn't practical, what will work, what won't work. Um, so, you know, that, that that's one thing that's very critical when it comes to, to MBAs. Uh, must look at and study the curriculum uh, and see what is the split between the classroom and, and, you know, industry application. Your career is like a living, breathing organism and building great careers requires nurturing them with strategic guidance. Hi, my name is Savan Kapoor and I'm India's leading career coach, also known as the career guy. Welcome to the career headquarters. comprehensive career podcast on the internet where I will bring you groundbreaking insights on everything career related. Whether you are seeking a career abroad or wanting to switch industries, whether you are entry level or a mid-career professional or a senior leader, I have seen it all. As an award-winning CEO of one of the largest and most profitable beverage alcohol companies, my career spanned three continents, multiple industries and provided me with an accelerated roadmap to the very top. So if you want to build an exceptional career and 3x your paycheck, this podcast is for you. Welcome to today's episode of Career Headquarters, the most comprehensive career podcast. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good as well. What are we talking about today? So uh, today we're talking about something that uh, a lot of professionals consider, especially when they want to up-level or upskill themselves. Mm. And that is the true value of an MBA. Mm. All right. Interesting topic. Yes. <laughs> Debatable uh, topic. Debatable topic. Yes. <laughs> Uh, okay, so doing an MBA requires a lot of time, money and effort. Uh, so considering that, uh, what factors should one look into before deciding if an MBA is worth it for them? You know, uh, in, in some situations, having an MBA is like a prerequisite. Mm. And um, <clears throat> I can tell you, I had a friend uh, <clears throat> excuse me, who wanted to work for uh, BCG, Boston Consulting Group. It was his lifelong dream to want to work for them. And this was a company that typically only recruits very top-tier institution MBA graduates. So, you know, in certain situations, it can be a prerequisite, but that is changing. For example, uh, if you look at, you know, a, a company out of the big four like Ernst & Young, Today, they don't require even a college degree to hire people. So, you know, all of that is in flux at the moment. It's it's kind of changing. Um, so I can completely understand, you know, that the MBA used to be the, the gold standard of business education. Uh, but today, uh, you know, asking if it's, a, it's worth it, uh, will really require one to look into the curriculum. And it's not just, uh, you know, a stamp on paper because there's been a, a McDonaldization of MBAs. You know, it's become a little bit of a commodity. Hmm. Especially if you look at a country like India, we have lakhs and lakhs of MBAs graduating every year. Uh, and while they hold the degree, they hold the certification, uh, 
you know, the experience they've had in that that two-year journey is what is supposed to prepare them for, for the real world. So, you know, I can completely understand where that question is coming from because it's a very significant investment mm. of time and money and all of that. So, if, if it's just going to be a stamp of paper, then then probably not. But, you know, if the curriculum is relevant and of value, then naturally, you know, that can, that can really add to your career. All right. Um, so, do you think an MBA helps with career acceleration? Uh, see, the MBA was built as a brand, right? And this brand makes a promise to the person receiving the experience. Um, a brand is nothing more than a feeling that a consumer has about a product or a service. So, if you look at a brand like uh, Indigo Airlines, right? The, the promise that this brand makes is that they'll have lots of flights, they are competitively priced, mm. and their service is on time. That means on time departures and on time arrivals, right? Now, there's a lot of things that they do behind the scenes to facilitate this brand promise, right? Uh, lots of flight means they have a large fleet. Uh, being competitively priced, all of the planes in their fleet are essentially the same plane. Right, so parts, maintenance, everything becomes standard. The upkeep becomes standard, which leads to economies of scale, and lots of uh, and and on-time arrivals and departures. If you notice, they don't use the major terminals in the cities; they'll use the secondary terminal because the the crowd is less. Hmm. Like if you look at Delhi, they fly into Terminal Two, not Terminal Three. So you know, all of this has been designed behind the scenes for the brand to be able to honor the promise that it is making to its consumers. Similarly, the MBA is also a brand and the promise that an MBA was making to, you know, students who are working professionals who wanted to gain this certification was that you will get phenomenal pay, you'll get great pay if you get an MBA, um, you will have a prestigious status because it at one point was a differentiator and uh, you know, you, you will get a great support network which leads to opportunities. So that is what it was, the promise that was being made by, by an MBA. But what has happened is that the curriculum is today inadequate. And, you know, it's too theoretical. It, even the case study driven, uh, you know, curriculum, it's, it's, you don't experience that first-hand application in a classroom, right? So uh, it, it, it needs industry and institute to partner in a radically different way. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, this prestigious status part of the, the uh, brand promise of an MBA, that has weakened, uh, as has the great pay. Uh, maybe the support network is still somewhat there. You do get access to a lot of opportunities. Employers go to premium MBA, MBA schools and, and hire there. But, you know, I, I think these other two brand promises have kind of diluted themselves. So that is where it's become more of a commodity. So can it create career acceleration? Uh, see, a lot of companies are moving away, like I said earlier, even from having the requirement of a college diploma. Google, Hilton, mm. Random House Publishing, Ernst & Young, IBM. Uh, Hilton, uh, IBM. So there are a number of these very, you know, 
reputable firms that are moving away from uh, having the requirement of somebody gain structured knowledge. Mm. Um, so, so I think all of this is 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 in development at the moment. So I I I don't think that it's necessarily true that it creates career acceleration. Maybe at the very top of the pyramid, yes. Uh, but for from the bottom to the middle of the pyramid, I don't think it is a powerful differentiator anymore. One more thing I will say here, I, I think if the MBA does not reinvent itself, then within a decade or two, I think it will become irrelevant. I think we'll see an MBA go away unless, you know, uh, we find a way to partner in a very holistic way with industry, like that is educational institutions. Yeah. Because you see, uh, the, the first-hand experience of dealing with a problem is where you go through the actual fear, the doubt, the vulnerability, the confusion of thinking through the pros and the cons, the benefits, the advantages, the disadvantages. That doesn't happen in a classroom setting. Yes. Right? So, uh, and the MBA, yes, it'll teach you a lot of tips and tricks and tools and techniques, quantitative analysis and, you know, looking at uh, different specializations therein. But, you know, it's not going to give you that first-hand experience. Mm. So, while institutes have partnered with industry, uh, that partnership needs to be so much more in favor of the industry than in favor of the classroom. So, I think that fundamental redesign has not taken place yet. And until that happens, it would be very difficult to say that a candidate coming out of business school is prepared to take on real world challenges. Hmm. They have knowledge that they can apply to those situations. But because they are applying that knowledge for the first time, uh, you know, it's not a road they've walked before. And it goes back to the dynamic of, you know, if if you don't know swimming and it's the first time you're going to a swimming pool and, and, and you know, taking a dip, you're not going to be very good at it. Right. Even if theoretically you understand that this is the technique and this is the stroke and this is what you're supposed to do, it's going to take some time for you to actually do it to develop a baseline. So, you know, knowledge will not equal application. You have it in your awareness doesn't mean you know how to use it. It's the one who does the R&D that has all of those deeper answers in what's practical, what isn't practical, what will work, what won't work. Hmm. Um, so, you know, that, that that's one thing that's very critical when it comes to, to MBAs. Uh, must look at and study the curriculum uh, and see what is the split between the classroom and, and you know, industry application. All right, makes sense. So, uh, professionals have different reasons for doing an MBA. Uh, what, according to you, are the right and wrong reasons to do an MBA? Because it's a brand, a lot of people feel that, you know, if they don't have this in their arsenal, they are unable to make progress. And that's the, the beauty of how a brand markets itself, right? So, um, the wrong reason would be to get it as a commodity, to get it as a stamp on, on a piece of paper. Um, the... You know, um, there is a very clear trend in a lot of uh, world-class entrepreneurs who are college dropouts. And that tells us something, right? All of this 
can be figured out without the formal system of education, hmm. right? Um, the right reasons would be to get specialized knowledge and focus in a particular discipline, in a particular function. So, uh, see, functional knowledge is much harder to gain. Understanding, uh, you know, all of the topics within a subject like finance, hmm. right? How to evaluate companies, how to create uh, forecasts and projections, all of that is much more specialized knowledge. It's, it's deeper into the subject. Um, so, you know, uh, for those reasons, one can understand because those reasons can also help you um, open a door to an industry or a function, yes. right? Mm -hmm. So, the point here is to really evaluate the curriculum as I was talking about earlier. Don't just fall for the marketing of the, you know, the prestige of the degree or even the institution, right? Um, functional knowledge will open doors, but that's what it will do. It will open the door. It won't allow you to go higher in the building or reach the, the terrace, the CEO's office, if you will. But it will open a door to an area that otherwise may not have been an opportunity for you to engage with. Um, so, you know, that's where an MBA can help. It can serve as a beautiful career pivot, right? So let's say you're in a misaligned career. Uh, it's something that you've lost the passion for. You're not charmed by it anymore um, for whatever reasons. Uh, and you're looking to switch to a upcoming industry that really excites you. You know, this is going to be long term for you. An MBA in those cases can make sense because in, in those cases, it can be a beautiful career pivot that allows you entry into an entirely new, uh, you know, career field that otherwise may not have been an option for you. Um, do you think there are any alternatives to an MBA that offer similar benefits? I think the trend that I most want to highlight here is the trend of micro learning, hmm. right? So what the world is finding out is that loading somebody up with a four-year formal college education or a two-year MBA is not the best way for somebody to accumulate, uh, you know, learning hmm. uh, and then be expected to use that learning for the rest of your life for it to create an income for you. So uh, that's one trend that, that I see that that's very powerful and it's taking hold in a very meaningful way. Um, and the second trend is that generalists today uh, are commanding better, you know, opportunities than specialists. Hmm. All right. So earlier, if you look about 10 years ago, specialists were all the rage. The deeper you go into that area or subject is, you know, the, the greater that, you know, you can monetize it. But today, I think being a a senior level generalist, you know, developing your skills to be able to solve a multitude of complicated problems is what is starting to command much more premium uh, worth in the market. Um, so if you look at a subject like I was talking about finance, so, you know, uh, there are so many courses available within finance, hmm. you know, finance for non-finance executives, uh, complete financial analyst courses, uh, company evaluation, statement analysis, ratio analysis, uh, value investing, understanding financial markets, 
budgets, cash, cash flow, management accounting. So there are so many, you know, topics within finance itself. Uh, you look at another function like human resources. Uh, and again, you have organizational dynamics and culture. You have talent management and remuneration strategies. You have, uh, you know, the, the art and science of recruiting exceptional candidates, uh, performance management, conflict resolution, emotional intelligence, um, managing work-life balance in a post-pandemic world. So there are so many topics available within you know, a, a, a discipline. And the same is true for marketing and sales and operations and every other function. So, uh, you know, I think the number one comment that we get in our two-day live implementation training is, you know, how this is more practical than an MBA. And see, I'll be very clear. We are not a Harvard or a Stanford, far from it, you know. Uh, we, from a brand perspective, in terms of awareness, influence, strength of the brand, we are not, uh, yes. uh, uh, you know, the, the brand of a big educational institute. But I think in terms of an ROI, I would be ready to take on any of them head on. You know, for the amount of money that an individual has to invest and the return that they get from it. In fact, one of my students you know, put it in this way. This was a gentleman who did not have a master's degree. He was working with JP Morgan and uh, he uh, used the program to get into HSBC. He was in the IT function and he, uh, you know, went from a salary of 40, 45 lakhs to a salary of 85 lakhs. And then he used the program a second time, hmm. um, you know, to, to cross the Karoor Club. Now, that kind of a return from making an investment that is 150th or 160th the investment of an MBA, you know, in terms of money and also in terms of time. I mean, all of this happened in less than 90 days. You know, the first jump from 40 to 80 some lakhs happened in less than 90 days. So, there is a lot more ROI, you know, that uh, street smart practical education can offer you. Um, that does not come from a classroom setting because our entire, uh, you know, USP, if you will, is aimed at helping you apply the knowledge. Hmm. So we work and support you as you build and develop your career in the battlefield of life. You know, not just teach you the knowledge in a classroom. We do do that. You know, we do put it in your awareness, yes. but then there is continued support as you take on every single opportunity and work through it, the application, the interviewing, the salary negotiation, all of that. So that has been the reason that, you know, we experience the, the kind of results that, that we have been able to generate. Um, so, you know, I, I think, in fact, the top three comments that we get is, one, you're much more practical than an MBA. Two, I wish I had met you 10 years ago or 15 yeah. years ago or 20 years ago, depending on, you know, uh, if you're talking to a mid-career professional or a senior leader. Um, and the third one that I get is, I never thought that it would be possible for me to get a 2x salary or a 3x salary or, you know, some multiple like that. 
So, you know, that, that gives me a lot of uh, warmth in my heart that, you know, uh, it, it was a system that can directly be leveraged regardless of what industry or what function or how many years of experience you have uh, in being able to create acceleration in a short uh, period of time, meaningfully raising your standard of life, your quality of life. Because most people work to provide a better life for the people who are dependent on them. So it's a very heartwarming feeling to be able to play some role, you know, in, in that journey for them. Uh, so we're almost at the end of this episode. Hmm. But before the last question, if there's a professional listening to this who wants to understand how to start a career journey with you in order to accelerate their career, what can they do? Come attend the masterclass. Uh, it's uh, bit.ly slash power up your career. That's the link. Or follow us on social media. It's in several of our social media links. If you go to our Instagram handle, which is at the rate savan.kapoor, you'll find a link to attend the masterclass there. Uh, you can follow us on our YouTube channel where this will be posted. Um, you can follow us on on you know, uh, our group in, yeah. in Dream Jobs Mastermind on, on Facebook. So engage with us and if if you go through that, then you, you'll get a, or just email us at connect at savankapoor.com and we'd be happy to have you there. All right. <laughs> uh, do you think an MBA can make you a better leader? Yes and no. I mean, yes, from the perspective that it gives you knowledge on the subject of leadership and a lot of functional knowledge as well. But uh, the application of that knowledge is not going to happen in the classroom, right? And the MBA doesn't really have, you know, the, the support required when you're on the journey. When you're in an MBA, you're focused for those two years in gaining that knowledge, hmm. right? You do have some experiential learning. Lots of institutes are doing that. But like I said, not anywhere near to what it is required. Uh, so, you know, the road to career development is paved with personal development and leadership requires you to look inwards, right? Um, it is how you respond to the difficulties in your life that awaken and polish your, your leadership. Uh, so, you know, calmness is required not in the classroom when you are learning about how calmness helps, it's required in front of the challenge or the obstacle that you're facing in the reality of life. Empathy, which is another quality associated with leadership, it's required not just in the classroom, it's required in, yes. you know, when you're actually dealing with somebody who's acting in a, uh, a way that you don't understand, acting rudely or unprofessionally, and you have to find that empathy within you that eventually this is just a cry for help, even though if this person doesn't know how to express it, right? So that's where empathy is required. That's where, you know, the ability to groom someone or train someone, you know, into the culture of an organization, uh, it, it has to come to life in, in, the, in, the, in the battlefield of life, you know. Um, feedback, learning how to take feedback is one of the most critical tools that anyone is going to have on this journey of leadership, you know. Uh, for their colleagues and their juniors and seniors to be able to tell them, you know, what can they do better? Because there may be things that the world is able to see about you that you're not able to see, you know, your blind spots. Um, being able to deal with things that you know about yourself that you don't want the world to know, your hidden self, 
or things that neither you know about yourself or neither, neither does the world know about you, your unknown self. Hmm. You know? So being able to process all of these things is what is related to making you a better leader, hmm. growing your awareness. Because this fundamentally allows you to reinvent yourself because uh, what has brought you here is not going to take you further. The challenges going further are going to increase in complexity and scope. Uh, that's the nature of progress. The higher you go up in the pyramid, the tougher the climb becomes. Um, so, and, and growth only happens on the boundary of support and challenge. So failure plays an evolutionary role in teaching you how to reinvent yourself continually, right? It's only when your muscle is failing that it's going to grow. Hmm. So failure is not your enemy hmm. and it's not the opposite of success. Failure is what gives meaning to success. Um, and all of that doesn't happen in the classroom. So yes, from a pers perspective that it gives you the knowledge, uh, but in that room, when you talk about such profound subjects like leadership, it's a very feel-good environment. It's very easy to aspire to and relate with and have a debate on and talk and interact with your professor or teachers or colleagues or, you know, uh, the people available to you in, 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 that, in that environment. But the application is going to happen at a time where you're least prepared and everything shows up all at once, overwhelming you. And that is where you have to find the ability to take that first step to say that, you know what, I'm going to treat this situation as a, a leader. I'm going to take a, a leading role. And that may require me to do a lot of listening. That may require me to express a lot of empathy. That may require me, you know, to do a lot of soul searching in how I could have set this up better. And all of that, uh, you know, so will, will happen when you decide to take that first step in reality and not just learn about it in a book or a, or a classroom. So can it make you a better leader? Yes, it can arm you with the knowledge. Uh, and there is value to bringing, you know, such things systematically into your awareness. But that is where I think the coaching industry beautifully fills the gap. Because it's not only arming you with the knowledge that educational institutions do, but it helps you implement the knowledge in the actual battlefield of life. So uh, can it? Yes, it can bring that into your awareness, but I think the coaching industry does a better job of it today. And that's what shows up in the ROI. So, you know, you, you can't argue with the reality of what is occurring. Because if you argue with the reality, you will lose 100% of the time. So that's that's just, you know, my thoughts on, on, on this in a nutshell. Okay, very well put. Thank you. <laughs> did you ever consider doing an MBA during the stages yes. of career? I did. Okay. And uh, when I considered doing an MBA, um, I came to the understanding that at that time, my career was going through a rocky patch. And I came to the understanding that I'm running away from a problem that is actually an opportunity to grow. And it took me some time because it was very appealing to aspire to you know, hey, I'm going to be a, a an MBA. And, you know, I was applying to all top tier schools. I had the credentials. I had the experience to get into, you know, some great institutes. But I, I did not go for it because I came to this realization that if I'm able to power through this situation, then, you know, the learning that I'll achieve here will be far greater than what 
you know, even a top tier institution will be able to provide. Uh, I do have uh, a master's level degree and uh, the, the way it happened was that, you know, I went for a study abroad while in my undergraduate degree, okay. And I went for a study abroad uh, to the UK from the US and um, I was taking all master's level classes for the equivalency to match. So, uh, in this I had accumulated sufficient credits that I was just one semester away from getting a master's degree as well. So I said it's just one semester worth of effort and I was on a scholarship so you know I was able to get all of that education for free uh, or not at my own cost of, of money, of time, yes. Uh, and then you know with, with just being one semester away I, I said let me make the effort and, and get this credential. So, um, you know, in, in another four months, I, I had that uh, degree and it's a master's of science. All right. Thank you so much. See Most you in welcome. the next episode. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of The Career Headquarters, the most comprehensive career podcast dedicated to building exceptional careers. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this with someone you think would benefit from the ideas and the insights shared on this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, Overcast, Castro, or Breaker. If you want to learn more about building an extraordinary career for yourself, I invite you to come attend my free Power Up Your Career live workshop. In this workshop, I will teach you the step-by-step -step process of landing your dream job in less than 90 days. The link to register is in the description below, and I will see you live at the workshop.